Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Jacqueline Steele. Jacqueline is host of the Self-Discovery with Jacqueline Steele podcast, writer, blogger, and coach who helps individuals with emotional freedom and self-worth. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, I'm honored to be here, Chris. Thank you for having me. Well, I love this topic, but before we get into it, share a little bit about your background with the listeners. Mm, I have a very varied background. In some ways, I feel like a Johnny Cash song, like I've been (laughs) everywhere, man. (laughs) I've lived all over the country. I think at some point I lost count, I think like 13 different states. I... I went to Baylor University. I'll start there. And then I did Teach for America in New Orleans. And after that, decided that, you know, I can continue going down a corporate route or I can do my heart's deepest desire, which is to create. And at that point, I wanted to create music. I have been a musician and been writing songs and poetry since I was 14 years old. And I ended up entering this competition and getting a record deal. Ooh. And to make a long story short, the record deal fell apart. But the beauty of the process of having those high highs and those low lows and the lessons that I learned along the way are absolutely priceless. And in that process, I got this incredible songwriting mentor, learned all of these incredible lessons that led me to starting a band on my own and releasing music on my own, which led me to all kinds of other opportunities. And what I realized in the process was I love creating music. I love creating in general, whether that's writing or creating art, creating music, creating beauty and interior design. But what I love the most is connecting with people. Mm. Um, And what I realized again was that music was just a medium for connection. And so over the last couple of years, I have transitioned what I'm doing professionally more into one-on-one teaching. Some people would call it coaching. I really call it teaching because I feel like it's so personalized. Um, And I know you wanted to talk about too, power and personal power. And I feel like my journey has been one where I went from feeling so powerless, like everything was just happening around me and I had no idea how to take control to in the same body, in the same mind with some mindset shifts, feeling like, wow, my life is really up to me and my options are limitless, truly. (laughs) Just like your options are, just like everyone else's options are. We just so often aren't aware of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm guessing, especially, you know, the last year and a half, two years, people have felt pretty powerless. Mm. Um, Yeah, for different, different reasons, but the main one, Mm -hmm. right? So, so how is it? How do we stop giving our power away? Mm. I think the simplest answer to that is by bringing awareness to where you are giving it away. And that awareness can be as simple as how you're feeling in that moment. Is it a feeling of joy and excitement, like a high vibrational feeling? Or is it a feeling of, I just said yes to something. I in no way, shape or 
or form want to do, mm-hmm. or I'm leaving this event and I feel so much more depleted than I did when I walked in. Yeah. Yeah. So listening to those feelings now, it can be tough to bring, a, 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 it sounds simple, right? Bringing awareness, but that can be quite tough, especially if we're stuck in our stories, I guess, if you will. So what are some ways that we can bring that awareness, be more aware? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. I feel like as humans, we overcomplicate things, Yeah, but shifting our mindset is often so, so simple. And what I would say is bring it back to the present moment. If you are feeling a sense of angst, stop for a second, take a deep breath and take inventory of what's happening around you and what's happening inside of you. And within that moment, again, ask yourself, is this a high vibrational feeling or is this a low vibrational feeling? If it's a low vibrational feeling, chances are you are allowing somebody or something to be making decisions in your life that don't feel aligned with who you are. And When I talk about taking our power back, it's not with the intention of having power over anyone, but it's the intention of having autonomy over our lives, power in which we feel like our baseline is full instead of half empty or empty. And personal power too, is that, that internal flame within us that is a guidepost and a guiding light that says, Hey, this is my dream. I don't know how I'm going to bring it to fruition, but I'm going to take the steps that I know how to do right now to continue walking that path forward. And so often, I mean, it's my personal belief that every single human on this planet, everybody who's listening right now, we each have this beautiful purpose that really only we as individuals can bring forward into the world. We're part of a tapestry and in in my belief, part of this beautiful universal plan and we're an intricate part of it. So it's our responsibility, whatever that purpose is that, that is on our heart to bring that forward into the world. But it is so easy to become distracted. It's so easy to allow ourselves to be victims to our circumstances, to relationships, to the world at large. And taking your power back is going, hey, what do I have control over in this situation? And whatever it is that I have control over, which is generally just our bodies and our minds and our feelings, whatever I have control over, I'm going to do my best to act out in a way that I want to come back to me. Yeah. Like the golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. No. So now it sounds like then it's really an awareness of our feelings and those are signals. Oh, essentially. So deeply, so deeply. And I think people are becoming so much more aware of their feelings, but I mean, really up until the last five, 10 years, Western culture has been so closed off and so opposed to speaking about feelings. Yeah, And I think the key here is it's not to allow our feelings to rule us. Some days we're going to feel sad. Some days we're going to feel melancholy. Some days we're going to feel immense joy, but our feelings and whatever we're feeling in a moment, it really is a clue into what's going on internally and what we can do next to elevate that vibration. 
Does that make sense? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. So now a question on that. So we create our feelings based on our thoughts and let's say we've gotten caught in a negative story. How mm. can we tell the difference? It will, and is, is it important to tell the difference between uh, negative feelings that we've created and ones that are actually, uh, for lack of a better term, our, our internal self saying, hey, this is not a good situation or this is not, mm-hmm. you, know, you shouldn't be doing this. I think it's vital to create that delineation. Absolutely vital. And it takes some practice. You know, people say, follow your gut. And I'm a person who says that. And I love that saying. However, sometimes I think our gut voice gets confused with our ego voice. Yes. And what I would, what I would say is the difference or what to look out for is our ego voice is that voice that so often takes on the most critical person in your life. And maybe that the most critical person is yourself, but it's generally whatever that voice is, it's rooted in fear. So that fear could show up as anxiety. It could show up as anger. It could show up as um, self-doubt. But the gut feeling is a much more peaceful feeling. It's almost like an oracle you know, there's wisdom in it. So whatever message is coming from the gut, that's like, Hey, maybe you should move into the next lane in traffic or, Hey, that person you just met, you need to be careful of them. Mm -hmm. Or, Hey, that person you just met, you need to continue talking to them because there's going to be some kind of connection there. The ego voice, that critical voice is so fearful and is so often trying to keep us in a state of smallness because it doesn't want to fail, because it doesn't want to look silly, because it doesn't want to appear less than perfect. But that gut voice, that true, true wise voice is there, in my opinion, to walk us further along our purposeful path. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So listening to that that quiet, peaceful voice instead of the one that's more critical is, is exactly, exactly. And the critical voice, like, look, I've, I've been in classes and seminars and read books about the ego and how to eliminate the ego. But I don't think this side of heaven, we can truly eliminate the ego. So in my opinion, the best thing to do is become aware of it and become aware of how your ego shows up. And in general, there are several categories in which it shows up. It, it wants, um, security. It wants recognition. Uh, it wants accolades And I forget what the other one is, but essentially it's all outward, um, security and it's all again, fear-based. Whereas our true self is so much more aligned with love. Mm. And that's one of the reasons I love meditation so much is because you can tune in and feel like, am I in a place of love right now? Or am I in a place of fear? If you're in a place of love, chances are you're in that true self, that gut reactionary, that gut oracle sort of place. And if you're in a place of fear, it's really the ego leading the way. 
So how can we, because we get this ingrained, right? We've been living with our ego for (laughs) since birth. And maybe those that are even like so entrenched in it and they haven't ever heard or believe that they've heard, you know, that that peaceful, quiet voice, that guiding voice. Mm -hmm. What are Mm -hmm. some ways that they can help themselves become more aware? Oh, that is such a beautiful question. <laughs> and I feel like we are born with that voice, but if we don't listen, it does get quieter and quieter and quieter. Um, I don't know that there is a specific path to take because everybody is so different. But for me personally, I would start by inviting it in and saying, Hey, wise voice within, whatever you want to call it, universal intelligence, spirit, please speak to me again. I want to hear your voice. I want to be led by you. And it might not show up right in that moment, but I can guarantee with the support that we have, it will show up in one way, shape or form. Another way to cultivate that voice is to create space for it. When we are busy, we're watching TV, we're reading books, we're driving, we're listening to podcasts, we're, you know, all of this stimulation, it's really hard to hear anything outside of what we're in, in that moment. So creating stillness, whether it's just sitting on your couch, looking out the window or taking a walk while not listening to music or a podcast, creating moments of stillness in which this voice can speak and speak clearly. Meditation is another beautiful way of doing that. I love that. So it's conscious intention and effort essentially. Yeah. 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 And, and I think, you know, in our culture, again, we talk about meditation, we talk about stillness, and I think people in some ways feel intimidated by that, but it can be as simple as taking three deep breaths and just allowing your nervous system and your, your sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system to calm down. Yeah. Well, and I can see they're probably nervous about it because that's that ego bringing the fear that it's going to be shut up instead of, right? Mm-hmm. It won't have as much power. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And we and we can be so fearful of change oh, yeah. too. Goodness gracious. And the ego, when so often in my life, this is how it shows up, when the ego feels like a big change is around the corner and there's going to be discomfort that accompanies it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I will find whatever distraction I can possibly find until I realize, oh, I'm creating these distractions and it's really thwarting my, what I, what I actually want to do in life. Yeah. And, and addressing whatever comes up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love that you mentioned busy (laughs) and it is funny Mm. what what this brought up for me is I just recently uh, found a video. I actually use it in my procrastination class. It's called uh, busy is the new stupid. (laughs) Ah, and it's actually, I know it's a conversation. I think it's Larry King, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, if Uh. I remember right. And, and they were really surprised at Warren Buffett's, um, calendar because he keeps it open. He leaves a lot of space for thinking and reflecting, Mm. right. Mm. And and people think that they need to be, we have an addiction to busyness, I think to avoid, right. Yes. So I love that you're mentioning, you know, just slow down, create that space to think and, and, or not think, right. And just be with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that you bring up that video. I was actually watching a video this morning during my quiet time and it was TD Jakes. And he was talking about, um, the 80, 20 rule and how our culture is addicted to bit to busyness, yeah. but we're lacking efficiency. And so we are spending so much time filling our calendars and being busy but not necessarily being efficient or really getting done what we want to get done. And he talked about how 80% of the time we're doing things that are outside of what our true talents are. And imagine if we spent 80% of our time cultivating our gifts and putting those out into the world and 20% of the time doing the other stuff, it would revolutionize the way we do things. And it would revolutionize the way we feel about ourselves too. I know for me at the end of the day, when I have done the meaningful tasks that I set out to do, tasks that feel aligned with my heart and my purpose, I'm able to relax in the evening so much more deeply than on days where I am distracted and trying to do a million things and not really just spinning my wheels. Yeah. It better sleep too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, any other tips for, uh, so we, we have, uh, you know, bringing awareness, noticing our feelings, listening to that is perhaps that more quiet, peaceful voice. Any other tips for stopping, for actually, instead of giving our power away, maybe building it up? Ooh, yes. So to piggyback off of what you just said, I would say boundaries are also extremely, extremely important. I don't think we give enough credence because it's so hard and I'm guilty of it too, of taking stock of the people in our lives and how they make us feel because we really are who we hang out with. And if the people we are hanging out with regularly are operating on a low frequency, and it's not, this is not a judgment on them. This is just factual. It brings our frequency down. And you can tell if you pay attention after you are in the presence of somebody and you leave and you feel less joyful or more joyful. Yeah. It's really that simple. So having boundaries in place stops your power from just being siphoned out on the daily, on the daily, which is so dangerous. I would say to empower ourselves, there are so many things that can be done. And in some ways it's individual, in some ways it's not. I would say for me, it starts with my morning routine. When I feel like I win my morning, I feel like I've already won my day. Oh. So I get up, I have a little coffee, I read, I meditate, I journal, and a lot of mornings I move too. So feeling like I am taking care of my body, I'm taking care of my mind, I'm taking care of my spirit, that allows me to walk into the rest of my day, which is often very stimulating. I get a lot of text messages, I get a lot of emails, I get a lot of social media messages. It allows me to be on the offense instead of the defense. So I think that makes a huge difference. Other ways to empower ourselves. Um, Reading. Reading has been 
one of the most important aspects of my personal development. I've done therapy. I've been in coaching programs. I've done seminars, but on the daily, I read books that empower me. It might be a book about money mindset. It might be a book about trauma healing. It might be a book about, um, connecting with your spiritual side, whatever it is that sparks your curiosity and, Oh, elevates you first thing in the morning. Oh, I, I cannot recommend reading enough. I also think that, you know, we live in a world with so much media, but why not use the media to our advantage? So movies that make you feel like, oh my gosh, I can follow my dreams or YouTube videos that empower you to go. Like for instance, I was listening to yesterday or the day before there were multiple speeches from Oprah put into one video and you watch something like that and you can't help, but feel like this advice is so simple. There's no reason I can't be internalizing it and acting it out. Yeah. So again, I feel like truth universally is so simple. So when we're giving our power away, it's, bad boundaries. It's not taking stock of the people that we're hanging out with. It's not taking stock of what we are physically, mentally, emotionally allowing into our lives. Empowering ourselves is the opposite. It's taking stock of what we're allowing in um, and being really intentional about it and then doing things that fill us up. And it can be as simple as taking a quiet walk. Can be as simple as going and getting your favorite meal simply because you want to. But filling up your tank is not in any way, shape, or form a selfish thing, like so many of us have been taught. Mm-hmm. It actually allows us to go out into the world and be infinitely more effective because we have so much more energy. And that energy itself is a higher quality energy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So essentially, we are what we consume through any of the five senses. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. That totally makes sense now. You are what you eat. We are what we consume. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's widen it. And I love how simple that is. Yeah. And, and again, I know I keep saying this, but pay attention to how you feel after you watch something. Does it make you feel good or does it make you feel like, ugh? I need to go watch something else now and like cleanse my brain of that. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. And it's the same all around. Same with a book, same with people, same with different situations you find ourselves in or ourselves in. We just have to check in and ask like, how am I feeling after participating in this? Yeah. Or even we can stop. I remember it, it, it took a while for me to learn this sounds so silly, but if you start a book and you don't like it, you don't have to finish it. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, Chris, I'm so glad that you said that because I feel like that's part of personal power too, uh-huh. is understanding you have the right to make whatever decision it is that you want to make. Yeah. And you don't need to apologize for it. As long as you're not hurting anybody, <laughs> you know, you have every right to make that decision. We put so much obligation and expectation on ourselves. And I'm guilty of this too. And I end up wasting very valuable time because I don't want to disappoint somebody or I feel like X, Y, and Z is just what is expected of me. And at the end of the day, 
we're never going to be able to control any other person's perceptions, but our own. And I I don't want to be one of those people that says, I don't care what other people think because I do care what other people think. I value their opinions, but I don't want to be ruled by what other people think. Yeah. You know, I call that shooting all over yourself. I should be doing that. I should be doing this. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, so now you mentioned a a few things that you do. Can you share a little bit more about your products and services? Sure, sure. So I have a podcast called Self-Discovery with Jacqueline Steele. Um, It is about personal development. It is about wellness. It is about awakening that part of us that just so badly wants to be alive, but has been (sighs) tampered with, had expectations put on her, had all, she's been shut on a lot. (laughs) lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so it's uncovering a lot of those limiting beliefs and turning them around. Um, So that's my podcast. And then I do teaching work. So I do one-on-one teaching work. A lot of it is centered on self-worth and so much about power and personal power is rooted in self-worth and understanding, hey, I'm worthy of making this decision. I'm worthy of saying no to somebody. I'm worthy of that vacation I've been dreaming about. It doesn't have to be six years from now. It can be now. Or I'm worthy of starting a program that I haven't done before. You know, I think we, we so often feel like we have to have everything lined up perfectly. It's just not how it works. So I do one-on-one teaching and then I am starting to do group teaching as well. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on doing just small limited courses to like five, 10 people at a time. And I want to start with monetizing your gifts. Um, and then I'm going to do some stuff on self-doubt and perfectionism as well. I, I mean, essentially, Chris, I feel like one of my primary purposes in life is to help people unleash themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we are just, we are such powerful, powerful beings and we each have such beautiful purposes, but we get in our own way. And so in, in many ways, I feel like my job is to teach people to be their own guru. And in the process, that's taking your power back. It's understanding you're worthy, et cetera. I love it. Yep. And that's what quit leaping around is all about getting out of your own way. <laughs> yes. yes yep, I love your podcast. alignment here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, um, so where do people go to find out more? Sure. JacquelineSteele.com, J-A-C-L-Y-N-S-T-E-E-L-E.com. And then I'm all over Instagram, um, at Jacqueline Steele as well. And then I also, um, I have a texting platform where three times a week I send out what I called sacred rebel affirmations. Mm. So if anybody wants to get in touch with me via text message, I would be happy to do that too. And my number is 480-531-6858. Awesome. We'll make sure to include uh, your website in the episode description. Beautiful. Okay. We're at that spot in the episode where you share your final piece of advice. Hmm. I'm going to sink into this one for a second. Okay. Listener, whatever it is that you feel has been implanted on your heart to bring into this world, 
whether that's starting an animal rescue organization or a bakery or writing a book about your experience or writing music or creating a business or creating a platform, whatever it is, no matter how big or how small, that dream was implanted in you for a reason. And the reason it was implanted in you is because you have the unique gifts to bring that forward into the world. And so what I would say is trust the process. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be clear. It's not always going to be perfect, but I guarantee you it will always be worth it. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for this opportunity. I have enjoyed talking with you so much, Chris. Oh, thank you, Jacqueline. It's been great. If you'd like to learn more about Jacqueline, visit her website at JacquelineSteele.com. Have you ever been trapped by aliens in a military bunker, locked in a coffin, or had to save humanity from an outbreak of the zombie virus? The Escape Leads have. Learn about how to have fun while developing yourself at EscapeLeads.com. That's Escape, L-E-T-E-S.com.